No, Trav, no. Good famalam, we are here, we are queer, I mean what? So <laughs> <laughs> Last time you done an intro it was like number one, wasn't it? And it sounded just as awkward. <laughs> yes, it did. So how are you, Trav? I'm good, mate, I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, mate, thank you. Love that, mate. Anyway, welcome back to Just a Podcast, because this is Just, just a, a Podcast. podcast. God, we got that nailed, mate. No, nailed. We're, we're just off. We'll just get there. Off. We'll get better. We'll, we'll got to try again next time. Well, okay, next podcast. Yeah, we're leaving it for I today. mean, this is second in a row, but yeah. Yeah, no, it is, to be fair. We've literally only had our name for what? Like, three podcasts? Yeah, literally. Like, the first podcast we brought out, we didn't actually have the name. We were waiting to get the name. So we've actually got like 10 recorded right now that I need to edit. Have we actually got 10? Oh, yeah, around that. Well, congrats to 10. Yeah, wee! Well done. This is this is podcast number 10, I believe. Depending on how the others actually come out in Maybe edit. not. I think nine. Maybe so. eight. Maybe seven. It could be number six. It could be five. It could possibly be number four. We could just get rid of them all. Yeah, fuck it. We're oh, you know what? All the hours of effort and editing go that way, though. And we've retired. Oh, started at the top and we're at the bottom still. We've done the opposite to what Drake said. <laughs> Speaking always... of, what do you think of his new album? Fucking fire. It is fire. Yeah, the first song, I think, is absolutely the best song. What's the first one on his album? Champagne Poetry. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. He's just... He's done it again. He's just so good with it. He's my favorite, so my favorite thing about Drake and the timing of this was Donda came out from Kanye, uh, and then Drake a week later smashed it. Yeah, like, fully. Smashed he took it. all the clout away from fucking Kanye. All right, this is the biggest question. Best collab on the album. I know mine. For what? Kanye or Drake? Drake. Drake. Little baby, it's got to be. Nah, Jay Z. You think? Love all, mate. Listen to that. Actually, that is a tune. Mate. Or, or, mate. Uh, I think it's T-E-M-S, Thames. Is it T- Thames? T-N-S. No, 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 no. Not that one. Not T- in T-S-U. Too, in, in Too Not Deep. That. In Too Deep is good. Oh, let me... T-N-S. It's definitely T-N-S. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a song. I'm talking about Teams, Fountains. Oh, uh, let me, I have let me no clue what you're going on about, this. mate. Fair Trade's quite a good one. Uh, yeah, Fair Trade, that's, that's good. In Too Deep, I think that's a really good one. In Too Deep. Is that, yeah, yeah. What do you think about Knife Talk? Knife 21 Talk. 21 Savage and Yeah, that's, that is actually a pretty good song. Yeah, it's with Thames, Fountains, this one. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A. Jeez. A. Then you know the way I feel. Can we actually post that? You got me losing my mind. Yeah, we can. Are we actually? Oh, we are actually allowed. So we won't get sued. We won't get sued. Princess and Drake. Ah, Callum just spilled water. He dribbled. Callum's a dribbler. I didn't dribble. It was just already wet. Oh, here's a good question, right? Okay. I actually have this written down because I heard someone say it. I've been asked this before. I think I might have asked you already. Is water wet? Okay, this is a really good debate because I, I want to know what you're going to say. Please don't tell me what you think, I think you're going to say. What, what are you saying? Is water wet? Yes. I think it is as well. 
Okay. Water is okay, wet. Okay, good. No matter what, it is fucking wet. Fact. Like, some people say the contents... So, like, if you put water in a cup, is the cup wet from the water? Yes. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it is as well. Yeah. But a lot of people say the the minute the water's gone, then it's wet. But how does that work? Yeah, but... There's still uh, and also, droplets. if you're in the middle of the sea, you're not cross as wet. And I'm like, where the fuck is the logic... Yeah, because if you get out, you're then wet. You've still got water on you. And you're still wet in, and you're the, wet. You're wet in the ocean, but you're just covered by all of it, surrounded you. Yeah, that's the thing. My, my whole thing is, the way that I describe it is, if you're in the ocean, right, you're wet because you have water on you. So when you get out the ocean, that's when people then say you're wet. You're wet because the water is on you. When you're in the ocean, the water is on you. You're still wet. You get me? Oh, yeah, 100%. I completely agree. So the people who think it's not wet, you're I wet. I thought we was about to have a big, big disagreement. So did I. So did I, I was ready that. for it and everything. I mate. thought that. It's hey, like you've seen the video, to... haven't you? That's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's so funny. Is water wet? Yes. Water is wet. Fact. Water's wet. End of discussion. I'm going to put a poll on the end of this where you could come back and say if you think water's wet. Because I could do that on Spotify. I can put a poll on Spotify now so people can... Okay, so let's just sell this. People, water is wet. No matter what, if you're in the ocean, you are wet. 100. If you come outside of the ocean, you are wet. No cap, don't stop. Fact. 100. 100. I'm glad we sorted that one out. Thank you, mate. Sorted, mate. I think that's... Have you got any more debates that some people think? I really actually want to do a lot of debates, though. Yeah. I mean, you're good at this. You sound like you got... so you know, good at debates. Mate, bring, bring up more. Come on. Bring up more debates. Yeah, because we've obviously done the... We've obviously done the Drake one. <laughs> we've just done the Water is Wet one. What other ones you got? What other ones? Um... All right, I've got, I've got a really right, interesting then, one. This then. is going to be a long debate, but... Greatest of all time, basketball. Greatest of all time, basketball. Basketball. And think about this. Oh. Think about this. Oh, it's a hard one because you got a lot of greats up there. You got eleven. Oh. You got eleven rings. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have to go with LeBron. No, Trav. No. Yeah, but if you got to put, oh. if you put stats on stats, man. Stats, stats don't, don't no, lie. No, stats don't mean shit, mate. All the legends have said <sighs> this, and they don't mean shit. I mean, stats do mean shit. Okay, greatest of all time is MJ. But this day and age, LeBron is the best. I'm not going to stop but that. But why is, why is MJ better than LeBron? Okay, look at this. Chris Bumstead. Yeah. He's the best, most aesthetic person, yeah? Most aesthetic. Yeah. But then why is Arnold the biggest, uh, the best of all time? Because they changed the game. That's the main reason. They changed the game of of their, obviously, bodybuilding. Arnold changed the game. But going back completely. to the basketball thing, you're and saying... MJ, when he come into the league, he changed the league completely. So you're saying LeBron hasn't changed basketball? LeBron, no. You don't think LeBron's changed basketball? No. It's cha- no, it's, I think it's changed in the aspect of dominance of how we play because it's gone from, instead of being inside the three-point line... LeBron's brought it more. LeBron and Curry. I've got to bring Curry to this. They brought it so you can score more points in the outside three. And I think that's how they. I think that's how a lot of people have changed basketball nowadays. LeBron has but changed more M- off the court than on. Yeah. It, okay. I completely agree. But MJ is the greatest of all time. No cap. But the stats don't lie, man. 
I just want to say that. Okay, what's the stats then? Stats don't lie. Let me let me just do <laughs> some research, man. LeBron one hundred percent has better stats. Oh, man, I can't LeBron versus you're doing this to me, man. I I never used to be a LeBron guy, but unfortunately, it's all right. It's this, this is another debate. Top three of all time. No, top five. Do top five. What basketball? Yeah, top five. LeBron, MJ, Kobe. Um, so they're solid three. I'd say KD. KD's up there. I like KD. Well, okay, how's KD enough. not up no, there? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You know Thank what you. you know. And then, um, oh, what's his name? Play for balls with MJ. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, that's Dennis it. Dennis Scotty Pippen. Oh, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. He, he was, I think he was very close to being second. I think he was second greatest. It's MJ's, that time. the reason why, another thing is, MJ's mentality has never been matched, ever. The only person that's ever come close is Kobe. But that's obviously why it was. That's obviously why he got so many fucking championships and rings and shit. So here you go, LeBron. Fourteen playoff appearances, MJ thirteen. Ten final appearances to LeBron, six for MJ. Now he has won a lot more, MJ. He has won a lot more. But then you go through like their their stats and stuff. So, like, points per game, they're both on 38.4. And then you go for a rebound average. LeBron's winning, 7.4. All right. All right. What and then they Rings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's MJ's got more. MJ has got more rings. Yeah. But MJ's also been doing that with less teams. Has he? Has he done it with less teams? No. No, he's done it with more, he's hasn't done he? It, he's done it with one team. He didn't do it all with one team. So yeah, I thought, I thought no, he won. All balls. See, that's what I mean. They all had the players. All balls. No, they didn't. And then they, LeBron, no, LeBron's no. done it with three teams. No, they, he has. He act, he's actually been so every two. He done a he done a, a triple pre, a triple peat. I think that's what it is. Um, the first ever triple peat of uh, championships with the same team, but that is actually it. All the red. The other three were different teams. There's always going to be a greatest of each sport. Yeah, but this is another thing you've got to understand is there's a, someone with 11 NBA championship rings. Yeah. Someone's got 11 rings, but they're not the greatest of all time. Nah. That's the reason why MJ is the greatest of all time. There's many things, but his mentality and the way he changed basketball. The thing is, where where you say like how they've both got this many rings, getting a ring is a team, a team achievement. It's not a solo achievement to yeah, get a but, ring. Yeah. It's a team achievement. Okay. That's why I'm saying LeBron, because LeBron's stats are so much better than MJ's when it comes to that. They're the 38, you just said 38.4, same. You just said they're right. You just said they're the same. Yeah, but their point average. Yeah, That's point. their point average. Yeah, points. LeBron's, they got rebounds on on top, steals on top. Okay. He's got everything else on top. They've just got the same um, point average. It's up to you what you think, but um, I'm just going to, it's facts. Hey, you MJ, asked me. MJ's the best one. That's not a fact. That's an opinion. Just saying, is it opinion? No, I respect your opinion. Assists as well, LeBron, better team player. Steals, he's got that as well. See, look, I could, the list goes on, mate. Unfortunately, I respect. But you. I feel like if you if you put opinion, them both mate. in the same era, then uh, shit would be different. Yeah, this is this is another thing. Obviously, the eras are so much different because basketball's changed, and obviously. Uh, 
LeBron has obviously it's hard to it's hard to explain, but obviously MJ was best in his year for what he had resources and what he had just uh, just knowing about basketball. But nowadays, there's so much more money, so much more resources in basketball to make players better, and that's why players are just getting better and better and better every year. I think that's in any sport. It's, yeah, oh, I mean, that's just that's just evolution. That's what research, it is. research within sport it's has just, gone it's up. Evolution, that's what it is. Just I I would love to see what today's greatest athletes would be like back in, like I'm talking 20, 30 years ago. Today's greatest athletes. Mm. I'd love to see it. Mm, because definitely. like, I, what do you think, right? This is another sort of topic. Does talent beat hard work? I think, uh, if the talent doesn't work no. hard. Hard work beats talent. Hard work beats talent. 100. 100%. I believe that. One of my favourite phrases by Muhammad Ali is someone goes, where, when, how many sips are you doing? He goes, I don't start counting until it hurts. Yeah, yeah. And literally, just think about it. He doesn't start counting till it hurts. And if you're a boxer, that's going to be a lot of fucking sit-ups. And let alone, apparently he done like 800 to 1,000 just on that little thing, just on one thing. Mm. And apparently he felt, you know what, that's not enough. He just done another 500. I think Arnold said something similar, didn't he? Yeah. So Arnold used to train for five hours, pretty much. Yeah. And then if you feel that he didn't train enough, he'd got to do more. One guy who I think is very underrated for fitness is The Rock. Yeah. Now, the th- the re- big trend going around is, is everyone trying Rock's workouts. Yeah, like the 10,000 calories a day. And, and literally what the workouts he does. And fucking hell, mate. He... Fair enough to him because he gets up at three thirty. He gets up at three thirty every morning. He has his breakfast. He, he has his uh, first meal. He does a bit of a prayer and shit, and he goes work out at four. He does cardio at four. He has a meal and he goes to his proper workout at six, I think, or half five six. And then it's just it's the fact that he says I. Lo- it's the fact that he goes one of his best phrases as well for the Rock is he goes no one will outwork me, and he goes I don't care who any of you are in this room, none of you will outwork me. And I think that is just one of the best mentalities to have. And so, I think that's what makes a great athlete. Yeah, yeah, fully. So, another guy, like The Rock, but who's not The Rock, is Mark Wahlberg. Okay, his, he actually released this thing, didn't he? He got big off that. So Yeah, everyone, it, sta- everyone, everyone started doing that as a day thing. I've got it here, right? So, Mark Wahlberg, he starts his day at 2.30am with a wake-up. He then prays for half hour. He has breakfast at 3.15 in the morning. He then has his first workout. It's an hour... Sorry, it's 35... Hour and 35. And then he has his post-workout meal. Then he has a shower at 6. He'll go play golf for half hour. He'll have a snack. He'll have recovery. Then he'll have another snack. Then he has family time for two hours. Family time, meetings and work calls. He'll then have lunch have more meetings and work calls. He'll pick I've, his kids up from I school. I think the meetings and calls include actually acting. I won't lie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I no, think that definitely... Yeah, I think, yeah. obviously, he's got to give to the people like what hours he can actually do for acting. So, he probably does like two-hour slots. <clears throat> yeah, this guy's big enough to do that as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. He can literally say to any company that wants to put him in a movie, I've only got this time for that day. Yeah. And you've got to do that like seven days a week. Yeah, and he'll be yeah. like, yeah, sure. And then he'll then have his second workout at four o'clock, which is an hour long. And then he finishes his day... At half seven PM. 
the thing is, and another thing is, everyone's doing this as a day challenge. He does this every fucking every day. Every day. And when I see people do it for like just a day, and I'm just like, okay. And at the end of it, they're like, oh my God, that's just that's insane. And I'm like, right, do that for every fucking day of your life. I feel like the thing that I'd struggle with, not with that one, I think I'd do all right with that one. What I would struggle with with the rocks is his calorie intake. 10,000. 10,000 calories a day. He, do you know he doesn't even eat like great food? He does, but he also eats like pancakes, eats pizzas, waffles. Yeah, but did you not, right? This is this is where fitness industry has changed quite a bit, where they say pizza's not very good for you, but like waffles aren't very good for you. You can make that shit good. Waffles actually is a really good thing for bulking. You can it's make that shit waffles, so good. And the fact is, what I think, if you only gain weight and gain thingy, eat good good food, but if you want to add a pizza and put on more calories like once every week, go for it. You can have... Because it puts on more calories and the protein will come with it as well. So my, my guess is with bulking and stuff like that, carbohydrates... Shitloads. Lots of that. That's a pizza. That's straight up pizza. Carbohydrates and protein pretty much. Loads protein, whack some chicken on the pizza, salmon on the pizza. You could whack like spinach on the pizza. Literally loads of it. Yeah, like pizza is such a good food for bulking. Waffles, even if you make it, you can turn it into protein waffles, and it's still got the carbohydrates in there. Pancakes, same. Where is it down to me? I can't have none of that. Leggy. Yeah. So this is a very sporty podcast. I feel like I had a question in my head for you this morning that I didn't know if I was going to ask you on the podcast. To be fair. So I want you to explain to me and the people how you got into sport. And fitness overall. I'm talking. We'll go way back, and then we'll go to now. It's like your first reasoning to going into sport, and how your sporting career looked as a kid, and then how you've started and wanting yeah. to start bulking and building muscle. Let's go from the start. I'll try to remember how I got into sport because it was football that I started with. Um. Ever since I was growing up, I was actually brought up from football. That was the most sport my dad wanted me to play. And then, um, obviously, I used to train. And, and then dad, one day, just fucking went to a bunch of teams. And um, and I got in one of them called Borum. And this was my first team. I was with him for six years. How old were you when you started? Like eight. Yeah. Nine. That was actually how I got to team. Um... And obviously, I literally, I never actually came off a pitch. I was always on for the full 90. I was always, I captain pretty much nearly every year. And um, and the thing that, the fact is with football, it changed me because I was sort of getting pushed by my coach and it was like a good push. But at the time, when you're young, you don't like, it's sort of like you hate being told what to do because you feel like you're getting bossed about. But then as I come to realise, it was actually benefiting me because he wanted me to go bigger. I feel like that depends on who you are, though, isn't it, really? And this is when I was like, no, you know what? I don't like being pushed about. So obviously I left. And then I was going to pursue football and to like, make, try, go all the way. Obviously, fucking bullshit big dreams. And then I stopped it. I played a bit in high school. Not much, though. I quit straight after the second year. In college, I played. I played every match. I was in the B team, though. I wasn't in the A team. So now I stopped that for, uh, first year. And then um, halfway through college, I actually quit to basketball. And I spoke to my football coach. And he's like, 
What's going on? And I was just like, you know what I can't do is, mate. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, everyone's telling me how good I'm playing. All the coaches are saying I'm good at playing, but you're not switching me to A-team. He goes, well, you just you just don't have the stuff, mate. I'm, I just, it's hard. I don't want to be harsh. I was like, tell me. I need to know. Like, he goes, you're too, you haven't got the right build for it. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he goes, you haven't got the right build because you're too skinny. It's not the fact that you're too skinny, but it's the fact that you're not like, Agile enough for as athlete football athletes are because I've always been a defender, but I knew defenders nowadays are so much more agile. But nothing got past me, literally nothing. I was just like a brick wall, brick wall at the back. And then I said to him, you, He's just like, obviously, we can look at getting into the A team. I was like, You know what, don't bother. I'm going to basketball. He's like, What do you mean? He's like, Well, I'm going to start playing basketball. Obviously, yeah. people have been asking me to play, so I'm going to get into it. And then I joined the basketball team my second year of college. I, well, first year, I, I was playing a little bit, but second year, I joined the team. And um, I was really getting to that. I was actually, I wasn't, I didn't know anyone. And then that's when I met AJ. Obviously, become best pals with shit. He introduced me to all these big guys and shit on the team. And then I started really getting into that basketball stuff. I joined a team outside called Braintree Blue Devils. Did some coaching with them as well. I was on the men's team and then my first year with Braintree I was actually points leader Trav was a MVP hell yeah fuck yeah mate domination and then we only done it for a year because we would obviously wanted to do travelling but I got in a way and shit and then that's when I stopped playing when lockdown hit I just stopped because lockdown hit like shit brick house and then that's when I switched to fitness in I think October, November last year. And then obviously I weren't tracking anything. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just doing any machine and any exercise I could see other people doing. I was doing literally whatever. And then it got to April this year when I'd done a bunch of research. I switched my mindset, you know what, I'm fucking sick of looking skinny, fat skinny, and just looking shit. Like I was just sick of it to be honest. I was like, right, I'm gonna start tracking my calories. I started at 33,500 and now I'm at 6,000 calories, obviously. I've upped it at 500 every month if I can. And I've gained nearly 20 kg in weight. And so it's just, it's just made me realize how determined and motivated I am since this, since I've started in April. I've eaten the same meals every, every day. I'll be going to gym every, six days a week. I've not skipped a day. Unless it's been on holiday. I've still done my workouts on holiday. And I feel like you got to go to some dark places to get to the places you got to find yourself. Because that's... That, that, that's a... Oh, what's the word? That determines who you are. Because when some people... Well, most people nowadays... They'll get to a dark place and they'll stay there. They won't think, right, what can I do to make myself better? What can I do to get out of it? To benefit myself? Enjoy everything? And then what I just want I just wanted to be better. I wanted to be stronger mentally, physically. And I just did anything in my power I could and then I actually become it and then now I'm starting to realise how much how powerful I actually am. So the reason why you started it is because you, you looked at yourself and just thought you wanted to look different. I wanted a difference. You wanted a difference and mentally I complete, and physically. I everything changed about myself. Yeah. Everything changed. You feel like you're nearly there? I'm I'm there. I'm completely mentally. I've changed myself, but it's just like physically. I'm just change. I'm still changing myself. So you're, I'm in, the, I'm in the process. Your mental goal is there. Like you've completed that. 
yeah, I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm just happy. Yeah, and I'm, now your physical goal is what's next. Yeah. Nice man. Well, I that. now I want to hear your stories. <clears throat> my story. Let's hear it, mate. Oh man, my story's a long one. Um, so I am probably the most sporty person you'll ever meet in your life. That is for the simple fact I wasn't grown up around sport at all. Mm. Like when when I was young, my I'd say like my the people who inspired me into sport is my I'd probably say my uncles. Mm. Like my uncles were big. Like my mum, my mum and dad are big football fans. Like we're all West Ham supporters. We got forced to be West Ham supporters. We had no choice. So football's always been there. My uncles were big football players, and they they're very good at sport. Um, my mum just she never really played a sport when she was younger. She was telling me she she used to play hockey. Um, my dad's sport was cycling. My uncles were football. So like I've always sort of had sport around me, but I don't know. I just remember when I was younger, the obviously if you live in the UK, the main sport in the UK that you get pushed to play is football. There's not one kid these mm. days who doesn't try football once, unless it's a rugby family. It's very rare. Mm. So when I was younger, I started playing football. Um, another sport my mum put me into was gymnastics. And I remember my first ever gymnastics session, I used to live in Upminster, uh, Hornchurch Way, like towards East London. And I remember going to my first ever gymnastics session when I was a young, young kid, like three, three, four years old, and um, hated it. Hated every single minute of it. I was crying the whole time. I remember I was crying the whole time, sat there, didn't want to do it. Mum took me out, we left. Um, we then moved to Braintree, <clears throat> just deeper into Essex. And um, I remember going... I played football for a team, Sporting 77. I played when I was, I think I started that when I was about five, six years old. It was just in a little little team. Obviously, we played seven aside. Um, and I just remember me wanting to try gymnastics again. So I went to another gym club, done it again, and somehow fell in love with it there. So I was always football and gymnastics all the time. And I grew up around that. Um, in primary school, I was, I wasn't really a little shitbag. I was just, I never was, I've never been academic. I've always been physical. So I used to do half the day doing lessons. And then my PE teacher at primary school would take me out and I would just do PE for the rest of the day. So I had half a day of school basically where when I was playing football, I would go and play football other places. I went to like a few like development academies and stuff like that. Uh, gymnastics, I'd also do the same sort of thing. I'd go out of school, do train, go after school and train. So like, I was always surrounded by sport. Um, I've never, at, at that age, I never excelled. I was never like the best, but I was looking like I could have been the best. I, I was a talented kid, but not overly talented where that, yeah, he's going to make Olympics. I was never that sort of kid. It was like, oh, this kid's good. But there are other kids who are better, obviously. 
Um, so yeah, done all that, played football all the time, gymnastics all the time. And then I went to secondary school. I went to a school outside of my catchment zone, Bado, where obviously I met Callum and all that. That school was a sports college, is what it was branded as. Mm. So the whole reason why I went was for sport. Same. Yeah. <clears throat> so I got into that school through Gifted and the Talented. The minute I got in, that sort of opened my eyes to a lot more sport. So then I was doing football, gymnastics. I was on... The way it sort of went, once you got into the school, if you wanted to play for a team there, you had to play for every single team. There was no doing one sport. There was, if you do one sport, you do them all. So I was in the football team, basketball team, rugby team, cricket team, gymnastics team, trampolining team, um, badminton team, we were in as well. I think that might have been it. If there was any more, I don't know. Swimming team, actually, I was in as well. So I was in a lot of teams. That was year seven. That was the first half of year seven I was in all those teams. Second half of year seven, I got dropped from all of those teams but gymnastics and trampolining. It's like, PE teacher just said, nah, you're off. That was probably the most life-changing thing to my whole sporting career where it was like, right, I've just been dropped from all them teams. Now I'm working to get back at them. I, I've never been someone to sort of, if I've been dropped, I'm never someone who's going to quit. I will prove myself and prove to others that I will get back in. Year eight came along and I said to the teacher, why am I not in the team? And he straight up said to me, you're too small. I've been told I'm too small many times from many football teams. And that was to my parents, not to me. For someone to say it to me, saying you're too small, that's when it was like, wow, this is that's an actual excuse. Being being called too short to play something. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like, right. So it's the same sort of thing with you and football, where like um, you were too tall. I had a big experience with Mr. Shiz, actually. I forgot to mention that. Mm. Oh, no, obviously you finished yours, and then obviously I'll mention that. Yeah. So th- this teacher was called Mr. Shiz. He's, Cunt. honestly... As much as he was an arsehole, he, he is a great he, coach. I think he was, he's, he, he's a great, I hate him, but he's a great coach because he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. Like, the knowledge that guy has is something you wish you had. As much as, like, he said to me, you're too small and all that, looking back at it from now, I it was sort of like a target where it was like, great, like, fuck. I've just been dropped from all these teams. I feel like absolute shit. But, like, that changed me. And I've got so much respect for him just because it changed the way that my mindset was, where it was like, I used to just get into a team, that was it. Whereas now I've actually got work to get into the team. That changed me completely. Mm. Um, But yeah, back onto it, year eight, nine, all that. So I was my sort of rep with sport through high school. I got second in the nation with gymnastics team. 7th in the nation and 4th in the nation for trampolining, solo, um, football, got county, basketball, national, and then played many national sports within school. And then left school and played football at uni and lacrosse at uni. And like any any sport I try, I'm good at. It's not that I'm amazing. I don't excel at it. 
but I'm good at. Um, left uni and all that, and then where it took me to now, so now I'm a boxer. When I was younger, my mum never, ever let me do one thing. She said, I remember her telling me like a few years ago where it was like, I said to her, I wish you just said to me, no, you can only do one thing. Because if I would have concentrated on one thing, I probably could have excelled at it. I probably could have been a pro or an Olympian at that one thing. And I remember her turning to me and she said, one, if I would have done that, you would have moaned at me. Two, why would I let you do that when you could just learn some life lessons from it? And that's what I've done. Like, I would have moaned at her. When I was younger, I would have moaned that I'm not allowed to do these all these sports. But for her to sort of like, she, my mum went to every single football match. Every time I played a sport, she went. To me and my brother, she'd make it work. She, she would always be there. Some of my dad, to be fair, they'd always come along. So I was lucky in that sense. Yeah. But it's like for her to it, it's not like a regret for me. I sort of regret not not saying like she let me do this one thing. But I'm glad that she let me do them all, because it's it's a lot of money. We ain't well off or nothing. It's a lot of money to do all this sport and sign on and play. So for her to like allow it and fund it and let me do it, mm. like credit. But I would love to know the difference if I just stuck with one. So that's mm. why now, while I'm boxing, I've quit playing football. <clears throat> I've quit basketball and doing all these other sports. I'm just concentrating on one sport, boxing. Yeah. Um, there's many reasons why I started boxing and how I started boxing. I could get into that, but I might do that once you've spoken about your Mr. Shears experience while we're on the school topic. Oh yeah, but quickly, just saying that I my I was completely different with my parents when it comes to coming to games. Yeah, gone. My mum and dad came to probably one in my entire sport career. Why? I always had to get lift off parents. I never got lift to and from games. Like it was so upset bad to you. And the what I got one visit from one and from that one game and that one game that I got a visit from from my whole sport career from my dad. I fucking worked so hard like I never worked in my life. I scored three goals, and I and I all I got was a fucking clap. That's all I got. Why do they not go to games? They never told me. I was just always get lifts. So I was just always feel shits. Everyone's parents was there. It's just yeah. I used to just be on my own and asking people for lifts to training to back from training and shit, you know. And out of one game he came to, I worked so fucking hard. Yeah. And he, and I've literally got a fucking. I did. I, I got a fucking clap. That's it. I'm, I'm not. Mo, I'm not moaning because it fucking changed. It literally did, like you said. It was one. It was the one of moments where it just changed my mindset. Yeah. The thing is, like, it. I feel like with obviously I know Diana and Jamie, your parents, like, mm. they are very supportive parents. Yeah, yeah. I never said they wasn't. It's no. just, but that in that aspect, we was for one thing I care about. They wasn't. Yeah. But I feel like the one thing that's different between me and you when it comes to that sort of thing, and I can see it, is you're a lot more independent because of that, I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's what made me so independent. Yeah, whereas me, it was like I relied on my parents yeah. to sort of well, that's a, that's sort a, out how I'm getting yeah, there and That's stuff the like thing. That. I was like eight years old and I was literally speaking to parents like, I'm going to need to lift this day yeah. at this time. 
I was fucking eight years old. Yeah. I'm not with fine. Who the fuck does that? Like, I don't know. The, with with my parents, it was like, my mum, you, you've been to games where my mum's been on the sideline. Basketball, yeah. yeah she don't shut up. <laughs> my mum will always... Bear. My mum is the loudest person when it comes to us playing sport. Yeah. Like, she will scream. That was sick when she came to our basketball games. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I really like that. You, The only person you can hear is my mum. If you fill a stadium up with a hundred thousand people, the only yeah. person you will hear is my mum. If I'm playing, Fact. like that is it. My boxing, my mum, my sister. It's all you heard. Like it's absolute legend. My mum, complete credit for her and my sport. Yeah. Like, and she'll never. The one thing she never done was gloat about me either. Where it was like you get some of those soccer mums where it's like. You know, oh my, my kids, thunder, my kids the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my mum never used to gloat about it. She, she was to. proud of it. Yeah, she didn't need to. Everyone knew. Was the yeah. Best. Whereas, like, oh, my son's just came out with this award. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, she never used to do that. Not that I saw. She never used to do it. Mm. So it's like credit. She was just sort of there, present, turned up, supported, went home, and then certain time. My mum and dad used to grill me if I played shit. Did grill it? me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When I was young, I was a crier. Was it? If I played shit and I knew I played shit and I didn't do what I wanted to do or get what I wanted to get, I would I would cry, man. Mm. A few football games I remember. I didn't score, cry. I'd boot, didn't play, I'd, cry. I just boot shit. I won't lie. I just got anger and boot yeah, shit. Yeah, people people express it in different ways, don't they? That's the thing. But uh, yeah, I bawled my eyes out after some games. My mum and dad would grill me and just say like, "You didn't play this. You didn't do that." But it was in a supportive way that they'd done it. Yeah, it's fair enough though. But. Yeah. What's your uh, Mr. Shears experience in our chat about my boxing after? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, first time getting into ever into basketball, year seven. Well, year six. Obviously, I was in the primary school basketball team. I was in every team in primary school. And that's why I went to Ballard, just because of the sports college. Yeah, did you hear that? that yeah. Oh. And then, um, obviously, year seven, worked my ass off to get into the A team. I was in the A team every game to year eight. And then come to year nine, first quarter of the year is going well. And then I get kicked from the team from this fucking kid. I'm not going to say his name. And um, You can say his I name. Didn't, no, I don't want to. Is it Stanley? No, maybe. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Tom Briggs as well. Oh, yeah. But no, it's the fact that I was definitely 100% better. Bro. It's just, and then Mr. Shears come up to me, he says... Um, right, I've taken you off the team because you're not performing well. Uh, everyone was saying it's different, opposite to this, by the way. But he said, you're not performing well. Um, you know, I just, I can't have you on the team. You're just not, uh, you're not, you're not a team, you're not a team person. And I don't think you're good enough to play this sport. I think you should just give up, maybe try something else. And I was just like, so you're telling me I'm not good enough to play basketball? And I was, he was like, yeah. I was like, what about the other teams? Obviously, it's B and C. He was like, no, I just, just don't play, mate. That's pretty really? much what he said. And uh, that was a fucking kick in the teeth. Sorry, yeah. that was... Because when you was obviously... What you understood, with the one sport in high school is the one you desperately want to play. It's all you think about. Mm. Even when you'd be in class, you'd be like, right, what time... Uh, basketball club, what time's... Gymnastics club, you know, like, it's the one fucking thing. And obviously, when that happened, I'd stopped playing completely halfway through year nine. Come to year 11, 
for two years, for literally two years, a year and a half, I fucking worked my socks off every day after school for four or five hours playing basketball. Come back in year 11, we had this um, practical uh, exam. You choose four sports, you get out of 10 marks. I choose basketball. I was one of the only other people, apart everyone in the basketball team had no choice. But obviously, no one else was allowed. Mr. Shear spoke to him and said, You're not allowed. I was like, Right. And obviously, I got allowed, and he was like, You sure you want to do this? I was like, What do you mean? He goes, Well, obviously, you're going to be playing against some really good people. I don't think you'll be able to compete against them. Obviously, I might be able to do, get you another sport involved. I was just like, No, I'm choosing basketball. Uh, come to the exam, he, no one no one could go past me, no one could score against me, no one could stop me when I was attacking. And then um, a really good pal of mine, Jordan Carter, said like, fucking, where does this come from? I was just like, I've been working, mate. And then um, comes up, comes up, comes to the end of the exam, obviously, obviously reading out everyone's marks. A lot of the team players, they get like nines. Most, a lot of them do get eight, tens, but a lot of them get like nines and eights. Comes to me, and he goes, you got a 10 cow. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything at all. He didn't say anything at all. He didn't, he didn't look at me, he goes, you got a 10 literally as he's walking out yeah and everyone started fuck, uh, Jordan started gassing me and uh, everyone started gassing me saying fucking yeah blah, blah. but then I was just like fucking had no balls to say to admit he was fucking wrong mm. yeah and everyone started saying like what the fuck is where has this come from like because obviously I'm the fucking weird kid in school was no one liked me and all this but I was just come got full marks and no one could guard me and no one could stop me like and yeah. everyone, a lot of them were shot. A lot of them could admit it. A lot of players could admit it. Couldn't admit it to me. Like they was a bit embarrassed, but it was just it is what it is. But then, mm. like, I did get a few supportive people come up to you saying "fucking done well," this and all that. Yeah, so, that that just changed my mindset. So if you people tell you no, prove them wrong, and they'll fucking that's, shove it, shove it in the face, mate. That same sort of thing is what happened to me and Miss Shears. Like my my Shearsy moment compared to yours was different in the sense of he told you. I had to ask him. Yeah. I just got one day dropped from all these teams. When you when our school, because it was a sports school, like if you weren't in the sports teams, you weren't seen as anything in that. And school. the fact is, he had his favorite. He yeah, had his yeah. favorite five. But yeah, my my moment with him, like don't get me wrong, he is a great teacher. He's so good and so talented, and he knows his stuff. Like. But my parents didn't like him. I didn't like him when I was at school. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like him when I was at school. My parents didn't like him when I was at school. But it's like, not not many people did. But that's because you were young. Now I'm out of school. I I thank him for the way that I've changed within sport mm. because like he taught me so much, and I feel like he he's half the reason what why I was pushed. Because, like, all these, like, the favourites back at school, they didn't have to work for nothing. Mm. They were just talented kids. They wouldn't even admit that. Nah. They were talented kids, got put in the team, that was that. Whereas me and you, put in the team, kicked out the team, had to work to get back in the team. Mm. It took me six months to, from getting kicked out to get back in because I worked. Like, every... It, it's not even, like, I... Yeah, what that I remember that session. It was over the back backfield, you know, like right at the back with the gates. <clears throat> I remember getting told by one of the students, "This is the reason why you're not in the team." 
That's what he told me. I was like, right, okay, let me go ask him. So I asked, I asked him, why am I not on the team? And he said, you're too small. That is why you're not in the football team. Mm. Right. Same reason for rugby, basketball, every team that he took in year seven. Mm. That, that is why. Just judging a book by score. Exactly. But I then proved myself at training, went around all the all the good kids, all of them. I was captain of the B team until I got put back in the A. It was Mr. Butcher who changed that. He put me captain of the B. He kept on saying to me, shit, why is he not in the A? Why is he not in the A? Why is he not in the A? Mr. Butcher, that's why one of the podcasts you said about... I remember like that, him. actually. Yeah, you- I remember that because Mr. Butcher was hassling him uh, at his training. I was actually uh, in defence and you was actually in midfield. Yeah. Stopping everything. I didn't have to do anything. And then Mr. Butcher's going, why is he not in the A? And Mr. Shears are just ignoring him. Yeah. Mr. Butcher is... When he changed over departments, that hit hard. He was my he was my first gym coach at that school. He took me to my first nationals at that school in year seven. He goes to my gym. Yeah, I know. Like Mr. Butcher, Mr. Butcher, Mr. Shears, two teachers that I would thank at school. There are a couple more, but they're they're the two in sports that I'd thank. Mr. Frost was a key one for me. Yeah, he was good. Year seven. Mr. Frost, he helped me so much. I personally, mm. but obviously he left. Yeah, another good one, Miss Evans in music. Yeah, Mr. Oh, what's it? Because and Miss Lynch. Because of H. Hewson. Yeah. He was a sick coach. Mm. Like sick they they coach. were all they were all good. But yeah, they that's what changed my mindset. Because I had one teacher that believed in me and one that didn't. One I had to prove myself to and one that I had proved already that had belief in me. That yeah. they were the two. Mm. So having that there was no like middle person where it was like, oh, they could like we'll give them a chance like that. That wasn't it. There was like one who believed, one who didn't, one who I had to show, one who shoot like showed me off. Like it was yeah. They were the two completely different sides, and it fucking made me work, man. That that was the motivation. It takes you to another trip, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, my boxing. What I do now, there's like it's not like a deep reason is to start in it but it's like a I'd say it's a good reason to start it like when I've I'm the type of person who I always want to try something new always um especially with sport so I always sort of said to I, I think I've said it to you before I even started like I want to try boxing I want to try it I've tried everything else I, I will try every sport at least once that's my goal um in the UK, I don't know if they have it out in America or whatever. They uh we do like ultra white collar. So it's like a charity fight. Uh you basically get eight weeks of free training for a charity that you just raise money for and then you fight at the end of it. So I signed up to one of them. I signed up twice. The first time I signed up, didn't go to the training, I was a bit scared. Because boxing's a daunting sport. Like Intimidating. You're walking into a gym where people try and knock each other's heads off. It is it is intimidating, especially mm. if you walk into the wrong gym. Mm. But I was walking into a gym with loads of people who had never boxed before. Maybe one or two have, but others have never boxed before. We're all here just to raise money and give a new thing a go. I was the youngest person on that whole camp for eight weeks. I was 18. Everyone else had like 
four years plus on me. I think the second youngest was about, I think it was 25 maybe. I was the youngest, I was the smallest. Like, yeah, when you're, when you're my height and you were my age, you, I don't get intimidated. Very rarely do I ever get intimidated. But now, anyway, back then, I probably did a lot more. Especially doing a combat sport where it's like, wow, like these, these guys could knock my head off. But, um, yeah, so the whole reason why I actually started boxing was because of, at school, I have never, ever been a physical kid when it comes to fighting. Any fight I sort of got offered at school, between the age of, like, well, when I was young, up until I was about, say, 15, I shied away from any fight. So I always used to get picked on at school by the one kid um, and he'd always ask to fight he'd always push me about he'd always like go to hit me and shit like that and I always shied away from it um, I remember I used to get a lift with this kid to school right you know it is I used to get a lift with this kid to school and I remember one time I don't know why something in my head just clicked and he pushed me and that the first ever time I pushed him back I remember pushing him back. After that, it started kicking off a bit more at school, where we had a fight. It wasn't really like a proper throw punch fight, but it was like he done something to me and all my mates at school. So then I then he I think he pushed me, then I pushed him back again, and then I started to walk away, and he pushed me from behind and put me to the floor from behind, pussy. Um, and then one of our mates jumped in, which I, to be fair, thank him for, but, um, and that's all just sparked it all up and I was still getting a lift home with this kid. Then that was towards the end of the year. The year after I'd then moved closer to the school anyway, so I'd stopped getting a lift with him, but it was so much tension at school where I'd just be like, I never used to see him anymore unless it was at school in the playground. And then tension just kept on building and building and building. And I was always too scared to sort of face my, f- face any sort of f- like physical contact with this kid. Mm. I used to be a proper pussy, proper bitch. I was until I was 16. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, the only time where I had a bit of bollocks was football. On the mm. football pitch, I was saying someone else. I would never shy away from a fight in football. But I never get into any fights in football. No one would hit anyone in football. Bunch of pussies. But no one would ever hit anyone. If someone wanted to square up to me, I'd square up to them back. Perfectly fine with that. Any sport, I'd do that. If they you square have, up to me, I'd square up back. You've always been a scruffy dude, for. Hmm? You have always been a scruffy dude. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you drink. Yeah. But that's. I haven't been drinking. I, I only started drinking after boxing anyway. Mm. 18. But, um, yeah. Anyway, go back to the boxing thing. So I was always. I always used to shy away from any fight or anything like that, unless it was in sport. So when I started boxing, it was intimidating, and I got into it. Um, I couldn't throw a punch, but again, because I've always sort of been talented at sport, I I knew what I was doing. Um, Had all my training and stuff, and it came round to the actual fight and sparring. Now, sparring in boxing is... It depends who you do it through, but it's like a, it's a, 
oh, what's a good way of describing it? It's a l- relaxed fight. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's not the real thing, but it's still you want to work on what you need You're to do in the fight. Each other yeah. Now, the one thing I always used to tell myself, and I still do before I go into sparring or a fight, is this shit is just a sport. I literally just say that to myself. Boxing is just a sport. Some people go in there with the intention of knocking heads off. I go in there in the intention of knocking heads off. Not in sparring, in a fight I do. But there's, to me, there's a difference between being good at fighting and being good at sport. So I always tell myself, it is just a sport. And that's just how I go in. I go in, do what I need to do, go out, win, lose, whatever. I haven't lost, I just win. So that's one way of calming my mind down to do it. Mm-hmm. I always get nervous before sparring and fighting, but you got to like, that's su- I feel like that's such a good thing. Everyone gets nervous. Yeah, I feel like that's such a good thing. But um, yeah, so now I've sort of got older and, boxed a lot more I'm a lot more confident when it comes to obviously I'm not going to fight someone for no reason I've never been in a fight outside of boxing and I'm not planning on getting to any fights out of boxing but I will hold my own now and I've sort of grown as a person where it's like I'm not going to I'm going to hold my own and boxing sort of changed the way that I think when it comes to combat shit if it's on the streets or whatever I wouldn't I will hold my own I won't run away and I feel like that's a good thing, but I'm never going to plan on getting on a fight out in the streets. There's no point. To me, there's literally no point in doing that. But it's sort of a mental aspect of where it's like, you obviously get cocky people within any sport you do. And I was chatting to, I remember not that long ago, I was chatting to one kid and he said to me, like, boxers have such a a stigma where it's like, they're these hard people who can just knock anyone out. That's that's a boxer. That that's just like you'd say, oh, how many people you knocked out, like whatever. How many fights you got into, whatever. But to me, it's sort of like when someone comes up to me and just says like, oh, what's like, what's it like? Like, I, I reckon I could box. I've knocked so many people out just in the streets. To me, if someone says that, like when when some kid said that to me, I was like, shut up, mate. Honestly, like, what are you doing? like knocking people down the streets isn't boxing that's just being a dumbass like that that's not boxing boxing to me is a sport where you're in there to to win and not get hit and learn and grow there's so much more to boxing than just knocking people out people don't realise the mentality you need to have to box I've got a cut weight that means I can barely eat through a day. I've got to keep power. That means I've got to go to the gym every day. I've got to train on top. I've got to, like, all these sports I've ever done, none of them match boxing. That's why I still do it. None of them match it. Because of the work ethic, the mentality you need to go through. Manhood is such a big part of boxing. If you lose in boxing, if you lose a fight, say you're fighting on the streets, you get knocked out. You wake up the next day, everyone's like, oh my God, you got knocked out. Like, how would you feel? 
John Woodbridge person. You would. But not I, a lot of I people would. I wouldn't lose anyway. Nah. But that's the thing. You're saying you're not going to lose. If you say you're not gonna lose, and you lose, you will feel dampened on your pride. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't end the day. Better man. He obviously won. Mm. I but can't, can't do so well. Nah, but a lot of men would be like, it damper their pride. Just that's a, why boxing is such shows, a mental just sport, isn't it? Mentality. Yeah, that's why boxing is such a mental it's sport. The reason why they call it the hardest sport in the world. And I fully believe that, especially doing it. Mm. It is called the hardest sport in the world yeah. for a reason. These people, all these pros, all the uh, amateurs, pros, no matter who you are. Make it look easy, and that is why they're called pros and professionals, and that's why they're on TV. One thing I've sort of learnt as well with boxing is your pro career. Obviously, they're they're the best of the best pros, but there's also, like, amateurs. Amateurs can be pros, but it's also the fact of when the amateur season rolls around for me, mid mid-November it actually starts next week I will be fighting I could be fighting every single weekend jeez now imagine doing three two-minute rounds sounds nothing when you compare it to a 90-minute football match yeah. but it's constant three yeah. two-minute rounds is so much harder than a 90-minute football match yeah and I've played football so if any footballer listen to this saying nah bullshit trust me it fucking is. Because there's so much more you're thinking about boxing than there is football. Yeah. That ties you out. you got to keep moving in boxing. That ties you out. you got to keep throwing punches in boxing. That keeps tiring you out. Like, there's so many aspects to it, mentally and physically, that is knackering. So, amateurs doing it week in, week out, fair fucking play. Whereas if you're a pro, you've got an eight-week camp and then you could have a build-up and all that. And then you're doing 10 rounds. Like, this shit adds up. It is mental. The sport overall is crazy. And yeah, people don't realise it. It's a pretty mental sport. Well, no, they're not. Cheers for saying that. That's right, mate. Thought I'd share that bit. Learn a few things as well. Yeah. Appreciate it, mate. It's good to know your mentality and your, your dedication. We can all clearly tell your dedication and what you're, how much work you're putting in towards it. And I do believe you will reach your goal if you keep at this pace. I want it, mate. One just, day, I'll just get keep there. keep your mentality there, mate. That's the key to boxing. When I first done it, I never thought I'd be reaching pro level. Or hitting amateurs. When I first started, I was in an all-levels class and told I wouldn't go amateur anytime soon. Now look here. You get showed off the classes. Mm. Yeah. Just keep up the mentality, mate, I think. Getting and then you'll there. get there. Getting there. But it's like you and your bulking. You gotta keep the mentality of bulking. Yeah, definitely. Been been full on. Yeah, right. Well, we're it's coming good, up to the hour mark. Been a good podcast. It's been it's been a good podcast. It's been quite interesting. I like debates to fair. Yeah, I feel we should do a few debates at the start of every podcast. Debating and storytelling. That's yeah. that was this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This will be on TikTok. Yeah, you can. Yeah, see the, that. the the first. <laughs> I think the first. Uh, Two debates, I think, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Do like little clips. And some of them, maybe like maybe we chat about school, I feel like that's good. Yeah, and the boxing bit as well, you can talk about that, get people realising how much. Follow us on TikTok, it's just a podcast. You got anything to say before we end it? Uh, Well, as we haven't got a guest today, it's our turn to do our uh, motivations. Go on, you go first. I oh, fucking hell. I think you should do, it. Should do it boxing related. <laughs> boxing related. Boxing related. Um... 
oh, there was something that I was, when I was at training yesterday, that I was um, chatting about. There was, I think I might have mentioned this yesterday, actually. There were two boys who were, uh, so yeah, yesterday I was in the in the class where it's like all levels and stuff. It was beginners and all levels. I went for a bit of extra training. There were these two boys, 15 and 17, who were, they were fucking about a lot. And I turned around to them and said, put the work in now so you could prove to others later. One of them said, he was 15 and he was like, he was joking about, obviously he was like, oh, you can start sparring me now, mate. Like, you're good enough. And I said, obviously, I can't now. I was like, when you're 18, jump in the room with me. We'll move around. And I said to him, the only way that you're going to be able to do it, though, is if you put the work in now. You've got three years to put the work in before you turn 18. That's the most important part. I might stay at this level. I might not get better. Obviously, I'm going to obviously I'm gonna try and get better. I want to reach that pro level. But I said to him, I know Mike, I might not get better. But I know right now, you wouldn't beat me in the ring. If you work hard now, you might be out to me in three years' time. So put the work in now and prove it to me later. I think that's a big one. Put the work in now to prove it to others later. Good quote. Good quote, mate. That's a good quote. Every motivational quote I say is because I've lived through real life shit as well. Yeah. That's, that's, that's our point of a motivation quote. Yeah. It's coming from you, isn't it? I'm only 21. And I've, I feel like I've lived through so much shit. <laughs> mm. It's unbelievable. Oh, trust me. <laughs> isn't it? What's your one, mate? What's yours? Um, always push to be better. Yeah. Always push yourself to be better. I think that's the key thing to everything. Fitness, sports, and life. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you just if you don't push yourself, then you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to achieve anything. You're not going to work anything. Straight Your mentality's going to drop. It's a key thing to mentality, I think. Say that one more time for the people. Always push yourself to be better. Love that. Always. This has been quite a gentle podcast. It has, man. I have got one more thing, though, because we were chatting about school and sport in school. Okay. What was... We had our emblem was Latin. What was the... What was it? No, yeah, but what was the words going around? Was it like... Strive... Always strive for greatness, maybe. I don't know. It was strive, work ethic, and greatness. I think I'm trying shit. I'm not going to lie. It might be always strive for greatness. But anyway, I feel like that's a good one. It's been a pleasure. Please DM us if you want us to talk about any topic specifically. On on Spotify, after every podcast, there's a little Q&A bit where you could just message saying what you like or what you want us to do or, or any an questions. In, or on Instagram. Just give us a message. Anything we could talk about, just give it. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. We chat. We we always chat shit. Well, the thing is, everything we do on these podcasts is off the top of the dome. Literally, we just do think. Sometimes we have a few questions to ask each other. That's if we really want to and we want to like say something on the podcast. But most of the time, we do it off the dome. So if there is anything you want us to answer, let us know. Breach. Because we'll gladly do it. But anyway, this has been Travis. It's been Callum. And this, this has been, been Just a podcast. podcast. Hell yeah! Fucking perfect. Right in a bit. Doshes. <laughs>